If you want to attract more clients to your business, it's time to cultivate your personal brand. Everyone says, though, your personal brand is just to be yourself or to be authentic. But for some of us, the question is, how do we do that? How do I show my authentic self? Who am I authentically? And honestly, how much of it do I really want to show? Fortunately, today I'm here with Crosby Norix, founder of Pierre Couture and a personal branding expert. And she is going to outline a four simple areas that make up your personal brand. And the reason I'm so excited to have these four areas, Crosby, is because I think for a lot of our listeners, it's personal brand is this sort of like esoteric thing. It's like, oh, is it the way I dress? Is it the way I walk into the room? And so thank you for being here. She's going to walk through these four areas to help us really break down the process of transforming who we are authentically into the brand that we present to the rest of the world. Welcome everyone to the Thrive Biz Chat, where we talk about what it really takes to run a thriving service business. I'm Selena Guerrero, your host, and I am also the founder of the Thrive Sales Accelerator, where I help service-based entrepreneurs get to the next level of growth through marketing and sales strategies and systems. Crosby, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much. I'm really looking forward to this conversation. I am too. And I know a lot of people, a lot of our listeners are as well. Uh, I want to introduce you to everyone. So I'm going to give a little bit about your background. As I mentioned, you're founder of Pierre Couture. It is the industry leading resource and community for PR professionals. As well, in addition, you are a positioning coach, coach and a strategist for subject matter experts and lifestyle brands. Crosby's work has been featured in Forbes, Fast Company, She Did It Her Way, and Create and Cultivate. Thank you again for being here. I always love to start the show with the question, how is it that you're doing, of all the things that you could be doing right now professionally, how did you end up doing the work that you're doing today? It's such a good question. I will give the uh, the most summarized answer possible, right? So. <laughs> I think really what it comes down to is, you know, I graduated from college uh, a couple of months before September 11th, in which was not the best uh, economic or just world to be, you know, a newly minted college graduate trying to get her first big job. And it was really a challenge for me to get hired, to feel like I got onto a career path. Eventually, I found public relations. I thought it was a really interesting opportunity to mix some of what felt like my kind of innate strengths, writing, uh, you know, creative concepting, problem solving, uh, business mm -hmm. strategy. And so that's really where I sort of kicked off my career. But despite PR professionals being wonderful at putting everyone else in the spotlight, uh, particularly at that time and even now, uh, individual practitioners and agencies were not making themselves widely available on the internet, right? You couldn't just Google search for a PR agency, find a name, ask for an hmm. informational interview. Um, attempts to do so were met with very little responsiveness, which, you know, when you're first starting out can feel like, oh, is there something, am I doing something wrong? Is nobody interested? What's going on here? Is it me? And 
I think that perspective of, of not landing that magical rom-com marketing job straight out of college, right, gave me a level of sort of sensitivity and interest in how you can appropriately really sort of package or present yourself in a way that you your resume makes it to the top of the stack, that you are able to land those interviews. And kind of as that was all happening, I had started this blog, PR Couture, and inadvertently had sort of made myself the, de the like default expert on fashion public relations because there was nothing else available online. And so when you typed in fashion PR or, you know, related terms, because I was writing about it, I sort of immediately did that, you know, thought leadership content marketing thing without really realizing that that's what I had done. And over the years, having that, having my own little corner of the internet, uh, kind of planting a flag around fashion public relations and now, you know, public relations career, all of that has invited in so many opportunities and really put me in the expert seat. And luckily, my perspective has always been, you know, yes, and I'll figure it out. You need a quote about something that I don't necessarily feel a thousand percent confident about, it's fine. I'm gonna do a bit of research and do my best guess, and I'm gonna say yes to that media opportunity or you know, that panel or that podcast interview. So the personal branding piece, I think, is always very interesting to me because it it feels really creative. It mm. feels like an ever evolving place to sort of play at identity and expression. And I have proof that when done right, you can stop the sort of proactive having a bang on the door because some more, your inbox is full of requests. People are talking about you when you're not there. They're thinking about, you know, bringing you in. They want your brain on things. And it's such a, it's such a, a, a much more enjoyable way of sort of being in business, right? To have your sort of reputation or your, your work precede you. And especially for service-based business, you know, going after clients, cold outreach, it's exhausting. And so if your personal brand can do some of the heavy lifting for you and bring those opportunities to you, like that's a pretty, that's a pretty nice place to be and a reason to sort of prioritize this work. That is so interesting. You know, what comes to mind as you tell me this story is I love this idea of like the rom-com, right? The, you know, the sort of disheveled agency and yeah totally. right in New York City and they're running in maybe getting coffee and then they come up with the brilliant idea around yes. some PR thing right and it's for an amazing client right that everyone <laughs> yes yeah. that's hilarious because I think that is like we like you know that's what is the perception of of PR and it, it, it's it's interesting that your story is very, you know, grassroots, right? In terms of your blog and building it up that way. And it's interesting that that skill building for you was really around like, I'm gonna figure it out, right? I have to say, I'm not even sure I ever thought, I always felt like a little confused about what PR was, right? It always just felt like sending it off to the big, you know, media conglomerates or whatever, you know, big newspapers and so on and magazines. But I love this idea that it's kind of, uh, 
but it's problem solving and it's about business too. And that's really interesting. And I think that when we think about our personal brands and you even building your personal brand, like those are some of the qualities that you have. I mean, because all of us can't afford, you know, a, a PR agent, right? We're not in that necessarily in that space. And I love that story. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. So what, is a personal brand and then just just because your background is specifically in this word public relations like i really like to break things down for people because for myself basically because i feel one of the common threads and in, in the conversations i have is really saying what does that word really mean right so if you could just talk a little bit about what is a personal brand really and then just make sure we understand the difference between that and public relations if you don't mind sure yeah so the, the textbook definition of public relations, I'll start there, is okay. some manner of, um, it's sort of, it's being kind of the matchmaker or the intermediary between a brand and its publics or its audiences. Mm -hmm. Most often, we understand that to be media coverage publicity, but it also has a lot to do with uh, you know, the sort of messaging and brand voice, um, building strong relationships with your customer base, client base, audience, staying top of mind in whatever manner that is. Of course, now in mm -hmm. digital, there's often, you know, a social component or a partnership component. What can we do bigger together? The, the easiest way I think is, you know, marketing is concerned with buying the thing. Advertising is concerned with buying the space to tell you about the thing. And uh -huh. public relations is at its best, someone else telling you about the thing. So it's third party endorsement, it's third party credibility, which does have some crossover with personal branding, right? Part of this is about teaching people how to understand how to amplify your work. So we have this concept at PR Couture that's either get in the room or be the room, which is mm. either you need to be in the room where the decisions are being made, where the peers or colleagues or people within your industry, right, the heavy hitters are, you either put yourself in, in the path or if that doesn't exist or doesn't exist in the way that you want it to, then you create it, you create it for others. And that's kind of what I did with Pierre Couture. There was nobody else, mm. you know, and I could have told myself, the only person that should show up as an expert, you know, I should have 20 years experience doing PR for, you know, Calvin Klein in New York City and the whole thing, right? But but those women were far too busy and also nobody was doing it, right? So it's like, where can I create space and create room and create the opportunity for dialogue? Where can I create my own show? Where can I create my own mm. conference? Where can I create my own little my own little area to talk about the things that really light me up and that I'm curious about and that I'm an expert at? So Personal branding, and I possibly teach it a little bit upside down from the textbook, you know, definition. I think, you know, personal branding, we think, oh, it's my logo, it's my color palette, it's my website. And yes, but I would argue that the, the visual identity component is really only, you know, maybe 25% of like the entire personal branding pie. You have to figure okay. a lot of stuff out for that to really work for you and feel good. So Personal branding is really, it's this combination of your skills, your strengths, your experiences, everything that kind of makes you who you are. Um, it's about your, you know, your expertise, your, a little bit of like personality, right? And we have 
sort of our internal personality relationship with self. And then we have sort of the external personality, how we appear. We'll get into right. that a little bit. Um, okay. It's a bit of, you know, packaging and selective storytelling. Uh, but mm. really, in my mind, your personal brand is there to support your ability to get paid just by being who you are. Without artifice, without efforting, we want you showing up, connecting with your audience in that, you know, authentic way <laughs> so that people go in and they go, yeah, that's my girl. That's who I want on my team. When I have a need, that's who I'm going to. Um, and that's that's really what it's about. So that's where it becomes kind of a playground because you get to decide what that is. And the mm. question that I always start with on personal branding is what do I want to be known for? Right? Big question. But really at the end of the day, what do I want to be known for? And if you use that kind of as your, your North star guiding light, whatever the correct metaphor is there, um, that can really help you with the decision-making of where you want to be sort of focusing, amplifying, highlighting different aspects of your skills, experience, perspective, personality, et cetera, in support of that. I love that. I feel like so, I feel so enlightened. I know that it seems crazy. You know, I, a long time ago, I mentioned this to you, I was a, a, actually a, a agent like representing artists, like art, performing artists. And, yeah. you know, that idea of representation um, was a big part of my life for a long time. And then later, when I went um, into the more corporate world, I was working with individuals. Um, gosh, this must, I don't even know if it was a decade ago, where I was helping um basically business development professionals, right? Or CEOs who sold, right? Or salespeople develop what was a personal brand. But I was very hesitant about calling it a personal brand. Like this is like what, almost a decade ago, right? It was a professional brand. No, nobody really, like it was kind of people, nobody really knew what a professional brand was, but they didn't want to have a personal brand, right? Because right. it felt better brand. than a personal brand. <laughs> yeah, yeah because- well, back then it was like, you know, nowadays everybody's, you know, showing Instagram with their kids right. and their dogs and it's so much more integrated, right? Personal yeah. and professional than it used to be. And so, but as you talk about it, it, it is sort of multifaceted, right? It's just, and I, I personally love, and this is really what drew me out of sales at the time. I really love the idea of becoming your own publisher, right? You were saying you're either in the room or you're creating your own room, right? Yeah. And so I think that for so many of us business owners, often it's a challenge to develop the personal brand because it feels strange, but it's yeah. such a huge opportunity being able to, even if, you know, be in the room, but also create your own. I mean, I feel like this is a platform, right? This is part yeah. of my brand, right? The yeah. fact that I decide 100%. to do this every week shapes the way that I'm perceived, hopefully yeah. for the better, not the worse. <laughs> but, you know, so yeah. I, I really think that the concept of, again, for me, that's like having a personal brand is basically equivalent to this huge opportunity. And so why don't we get into how do people take advantage of this opportunity to really cultivate their personal brand? I think a lot of reason people don't do it is because they don't know how. Yep. I am going to get, uh, for those who are listening to the audio version, I will definitely put this in the notes. But for those of you who are watching this on video, I'm going to do some show and tell here. And um, 
Crosby's put together this lovely uh, graphic. Visual aid for us all. Visual aid. But it's like, again, like how do I, like the one of the challenges I have is like, how do I become authentic after working in like B2B corporate? Like how do I actually, you know, before it was like, I was trying to like make sure I was fitting in, right? And yeah. all of a sudden, you know, you become an entrepreneur and nobody's telling you what you should do or what you should, how you should be acting or, you know, what, you know what I mean? And all of a sudden, right, you it's all up to you. Yeah. Sometimes we'd like a little bit of structure, a little bit of support or, or, or a place to jump off from. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So why don't you start us off? Just tell us what they are and walk us through them. Yeah. Great. So yeah, I think absolutely. Personal brand, professional brand, personality based business owner, whatever it is, we're all kind of talking about the same thing. Um, and yeah. So as I mentioned, you know, the what do I want to be known for is the, you know, kind of guiding question. And the North Star, I love that. The okay. North Star of it all. Um, and it looks like it, it cut off one of the words, but basically everything that's happening, we have sort of internal and external considerations. Totally fine. Okay. So I think the other thing is we think about personal branding as fully external. It's externally facing. And yet to figure out what you want to show up with, show up, show up as or how things are going in sort of the public sphere, we have to start with the less public or the internal. Um, okay. And so that's a good place to start. So I like to start with this concept of sort of interpersonal relationships or dynamics. Mm -hmm. So this is also, this is our relationships with other people, but this is also our relationship to self. The way that we think about ourselves, talk to ourselves, uh, self-perception, identity, and then our relationships. So your relationships with your clients, with your vendors, with your colleagues. Um, there's that meme that, that's, that floats around that says, you know, become friends with people who will mention your name in a you know, room full of strangers, right? So is that happening for you? Do you have mm. a network and community of people who both know what you do and what you like to do and can and can identify opportunities on your behalf out of you know genuine goodwill um and how are you yourself cultivating those relationships when you are in entrepreneurial land it's very easy to sort of head down and to hang out on your own island and even if there are opportunities to you know join a community a membership get a coach you know, join an association, we don't often avail ourselves of all the support that is out there because we have a belief that we should be able to figure it out and do it all on our own. But that's actually in opposition to personal brand, which yes, is about an individual, but at its core is really about that individual and in relationship to industry, to other, to other human beings, right? So yeah. we start kind of thinking about analyzing, how do I want to be in my interpersonal relationships? Where is my own self-perception limiting what I am capable of, right? We all know mm. that we ourselves are like the biggest roadblock. <laughs> and so if you have, you know, you talked about being in corporate and I use this example, I used to be a competitive Irish dancer, right? Where you don't use, it's everything from like your waist below you move up and down, very straight. And then I went back to, you know, modern, more expressive dance and was like, I don't know how to use my upper body. And so I think that's what happens when you come out of corporate. It's like you have to learn how to use your shoulders and your arms and your hips. Like you have to learn how to use a different part of your body. And so 
Yes. If personal branding feels overwhelming and you're like, I am not jumping up and down and doing a dance on the internet to try to sell my product, a really nice, easy place to start is just who are the people in the room with me right now? Who am I interfacing mm-hmm. with? Who, who's going to mention my name in, in that crowd of strangers or be at that conference and go, oh, you know who you should have on this panel next time? Right, mm-hmm. Lena. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let me tell you about her. Let me get. Let me get you guys in touch. Um, okay. So interpersonal. Then we come down to presence, which I think is like one of my favorite words in the world because mm. you can think about it from so many different angles. So to me, presence is how am I being present in my own career? Right? Am I leading or am I being led? Am I leading my clients or am I being led by my clients? Um, hmm. What is my, uh, what do I come into the, into the room with? What are my sort of innate strengths? What is my expertise, my technical skills? And presence is an invitation to position all of that. This is where we get into more of like the visuals of what is, mm. what is, what is the words and the, and the visuals indicating, you know, right. to someone. That's that big, right. beautiful welcome positioning statement above the fold on your website, letting people know they're in the right place. That's, um, that's where you decide out of all of the things that you could sell, right? What are those offers? What are those services that you really want to be known for that you are best suited to deliver and that are most enjoyable for you? Um, and then also like online presence, right? Where are you showing up? Where are you able to be discovered? So we've got, you know, our identity, our relationships, how we intend to present ourselves to the world Mm -hmm. and how much are we, um, how much are we leading that? How much are we, you know, driving that forward with intention Mm -hmm. and how much of that is just sort of following the leader or staying in kind of vagueness because we're not quite sure or rewriting that positioning statement a thousand times and never actually getting the website launched or all of the ways that we subtly like keep ourselves from um, having the opportunity to be successful. Right. Um, And you you can hang out in Canva messing around with a logo or, you know, decide that it's all about the headshots and you can't take any action until the headshots or whatever, but really that just comes back to, you know, where are the places where I am, where I am not allowing myself to be seen as the thing that I want to be known for. Um, so then, so yeah. can, oh, sorry, go ahead. Well, I just wanted, I just went over. No, well, just for our listeners. So I think that when you talk about interpersonal, um, it's interesting because I think when I think about sales, I think about concentric circles, right? Like we're in the middle and then we have said concentric circles going out, right? And so whenever, especially when you're starting a business, you want to start with the people that you know the most, right? You're, yeah. let's say you start a new business and all of a sudden you're reaching out to those people. And so that really relates to me, right? Like, and really leveraging that and really, um, that's already who we are. That's like kind of at the core. That's and it's interesting emotion. because this idea, yeah, but it's interesting the whole idea of presence because often it's like, you know, again, from a business development perspective, if you don't mind, it's like the whole idea of presence. It's like the first thing we go for is like, what is my website? What are my colors? <laughs> you know? And it's, yeah. it's all about, it, it's, it, it's, it goes immediately sort of to the external and it's like this manifestation, but it's also, I mean, I'm not, I don't know if you're saying, you know, you have to do the interpersonal first, but I think that is 
you kind of have to know yourself. Right. And it's like, I think when people start their own businesses, it's like, they're like, Oh, how do I, how do I, manifest my what my position whatever in colors where it's like there's this whole other deeper level that you kind of have to address too right yeah I think if you're you know if you're expecting the fact that you chose purple and teal to carry you where you want to go right there isn't going to be kind of enough substance there I think (laughs) personal branding you know really is an invitation into self-discovery and yes we are always you know, we have our core attributes, but we are always evolving and shifting, right? If I, talking about color, when I went to college, I was obsessed with lime green and my entire dorm room <laughs> was lime green. Seriously? Who like bought the lime green writ dye and we got, you know, the cotton sheets and we dyed everything to my perfect lime green, <laughs> you know, specifications. But if that were true to like, I don't have any lime green in my house right now. That is, you know, that was a moment. Um, You know, Mm. if I had gotten that butterfly tattoo that, you know, seemed to mean so much to me once upon a time, (laughs) I don't know that I would love it today. So understanding Mm. that the visual aesthetic is going to kind of evolve as you yourself evolve. And, and the more that you know who you are, what you want to be known for, how you best enjoy connecting with others and how Mm -hmm. you best enjoy presenting your skill set, right? Some of us, that's white papers and long form content. Some of us are great on audio. Some of us love a crowd. Some of us, please don't put me up on stage, but I can, you know, I can you know, either write something or I can create really strong bullet points for somebody else or I can write that speech or, you know, whatever it is. Um, So understanding all of that. And we can do so much heavy lifting with our visuals, but if we don't have the the confidence and the clarity on the back end, we're always going to feel a little uneven. We'll either feel like the brand is too fancy for us or we'll create a brand that is beautiful, but that doesn't actually feel like an effective representation of who we are. We built a brand for somebody else, for a version of our, for another version of ourselves that really we don't want to hang out with as much as we thought <laughs> when we started the, you know, the project. We answered the brand questionnaire or whatever it is. It, it's interesting. I think mean, a couple, a couple points here. Number one is I think this idea of evolving that it's ever changing is super, super important, right? And that is why. I know we're going to we're going to go on quickly to the next two areas, but just this idea. That's why I like this sort of framework, because it's almost allows you to sort of touch base in each of these areas ongoing. Right. It's like, let me just check in on these things. This is still representing who I am. The second thing I wanted to say is that I I certainly feel like the clients that have the strongest vision move the fastest. Right. They know who they are. They know what they want and they just move. And it's, you know, the clients that are still figuring that out, which is totally fine. Right. Is just it just, that process takes longer to really cut through. Um, and the, that of course impacts the messaging and everything else. So um, I think those are, those are great. All right, let's keep going. Tell us about perception and recognition, please. Yes, absolutely. Um, so recognition, right? I have a PR background. I believe that we, we can be our own publicists. We can be our own PR representatives and, and we should, right? We should look for opportunities to get in front of bigger audiences, new audiences. Um, And so recognition for me is where are you being, where is your expertise and your advice and your perspective and your point of view being 
uh, covered, celebrated, noted? Where are you getting quoted? Um, where are you being invited to, uh, you know, speak at that panel? Um, and right. even if it's in small ways, sometimes when we're, you know, in the, I remember getting invited to speak, you know, to a college class as like the, the expert and that feeling really fancy, you know, and then it was getting invited to be one of the keynote speakers at a huge email marketing conference. And like that felt fancy, right? So it's also this sort of like ever moving target, but all of that is valuable. Recognition is also testimonials from clients and yep. you prioritizing gathering those testimonials and sharing them and repurposing all of your content. Um, it's looking at awards potentially as you know industry awards as an opportunity yeah. it's all of the places this is you know again we're on the external side here so this is like where where am i being recognized outside of my own bubble and where am i driving that where am i you know am i going after the 40 under 40s or you know i think now finally we've got a you know they're moving the age bracket <laughs> in some different instances but um you know my local business journal my local alumni right. magazine like all of the opportunities um can be really beneficial and then perception is this is kind of the sticking point right we can do all of this work we can have the clarity and the confidence and put out the most beautiful website on the planet and get some nice press for our expertise or write some really strong, you know, articles that get picked up, et cetera. But we in personal branding, we're, we're in relationship to others. We don't exist in, you know, the silo. So yeah. What is the external outside perception and does it match mm. what we feel like we have put out there? Is yeah. there a perception? And sometimes that's, you know, I used to do this type of work and now I do this type of work and I'm still getting referrals for my old type of work. My, my, the perception yeah. has, you know, I'm still living in my old perception and I want to be over here. So I need to do some work to close the gap, um, you know, to let my interpersonal squad know that I no longer, you know, do copy. I only do strategy or I no longer am, you know, doing sales for other people. I'm now doing leadership coaching or whatever it is. So making sure that, you know, your community is sort of following you along the path. I think this is so important because I think a lot of people who, um, you know, like myself, well, I did, I had my own business years ago and then I was working for others and I, you know, all of a sudden have shifted again. A lot of people are shifting right now more than ever. And the perception, I know I'm out here on LinkedIn and people are like, what is she doing now? Right. I've had a lot of different sort of areas yeah. of, 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 ex of background, right. In terms of my experience. And so this, I think is really, really a big one because again, um, that, uh, you know, later career shift into entrepreneurship, Big, big one. And I think it's important not to get insecure about that, but just to keep, just be very, very conscious and aware of that. And I think it's kind of a, there's a little fear there too, right? Of like, oh, I'm shifting. What will people think, right? I think there's definitely some issues there. Yeah. And I definitely feel like what you were saying earlier about, I just want it, because you and I were talking about this yesterday, becoming an entrepreneur, running your own businesses, you know, it's all this very self-actualizing personal journey type thing, which is part of an aspect of this, thrive biz chat because it's like it's not just oh i just do these things and i'm gonna have a thriving business right it's really making some deep decisions about you know who i am in my brand right what are my yeah, boundaries what, creating? What, are, what am i contributing what am i yeah. absolutely what does it all mean you know just <laughs> what does it all mean so casual introspection it, yeah. The perception thing is interesting because I think it's it's a it's a, it's a question of shifting for me when I see that. I'm sure for the listeners too, they might feel that way. And then, you know, with the recognition, right? That was what you were saying before about PR is about 
it, the word there is public, right? What is that third party recognition, whether that's a testimonial or whether that's, it's basically, what do other people say about me? And I just love that. The, I love the breakout of this. I just wanted to say, if anyone's here listening and you have questions, um, I, I know Crosby's definitely here to answer them. Tell us what we, you know, people, this is a lot of information. I love the idea. I know we only have like 30 minutes here. So I either know there's so much more work to be done here, but when people are listening to that, I want to just repeat these. There's the interpersonal, right? There's that individual identity in those existing relationships. There's the presence, right? Of like, you know, the colors, the positioning and all the logo and all that. Hope I'm repeating this correctly. That's sort of like the internal side and the external is that third party recognition and the perception of people. Um, what do people do with this? What can they do today, Crosby, to maybe pick one or do something like, like help help us out because I really love the actionable sort of item when people leave here so that they can, you know, really improve them their businesses and, you know, have something, some good tech takeaway. I don't want you to oversimplify, but I'm sure you have something. No, yeah. So I often recommend kind of starting on the internal side, right? The you're like, oh, I'll just go to external because that feels easier. Like that feels more concrete. Yeah. But I think, you know, any of any of these are they're all they're all invitations just to get, you know, curious about um, hmm. about how it feels and about how you think it's going. You can, you know, if you like uh, numbers, you can sort of audit yourself in these categories, maybe on a, you know, on a, on a scale of one to five, how strong or how sort of wobbly do these areas feel for you? Um, the, hmm. I love a free write on what do I want to be known for? The rallying cry hmm. we didn't talk about um, is for me, which I think speaks well to you know, maybe you've just pivoted or maybe you're thinking about starting a new business or repositioning yourself or something. Rallying cry to me is if I always explain it as like um, if the sort of apocalypse happened and you were no longer doing the work that you were doing and, you know, marketing, sales, public, it all like was completely unnecessary. Who would you be? in sort of like the community of survivors, right? It's a little macabre, but like, who would you Oh be? my goodness. Would, would you, would you be, would you be the leader? Would you be strategizing on like how to get food? Would you be watching everybody's kids? Would you be, con yeah, continuing as a teacher, right? Like if everything was sort of stripped away, mm. what do you want to contribute and do? What's your rallying cry that's not subject matter specific? But that's about your, the way in which you, you desire to participate. So like at the end of the day, if I wasn't doing any of this, or if you think about the roles that you have played, you know, from maybe like your first job as like the summer lifeguard to, you know, right, like now you're vice president of all the fancy that exists in the world, right? What are, what's the continuity? Where are the places where I can go, oh, in all of these areas, I... I created something out of nothing. I found something that wasn't working that well and I improved upon a process. Um, where, where, how do you want to leave people sort of feeling? What's the impression? What's the sort of perfume that exists after you have left the room? Um, I love that. Oh my gosh. Okay. What is I like to okay. I like to give myself scenarios. Otherwise, I just ask myself more questions when I try to do this type of work. So, you know, in, a, in these scenarios. So I think those are great. You can audit you know, how am I doing? You can go, oh, which one feels the most fun to play in today? Or which is the one that I would avoid? 
which is the one that I have been avoiding. Can I give myself 10 minute timer just to really like think about it, write about it. Um, and then giving yourself this, this question of thinking again, like if this was all stripped away, we spend so much on like my pricing and my packaging and my memory, right? Like at the end of the day, who do I want to be for other people, right? We're in service-based businesses. Who, what role do I want to play? Do I want to leave people feeling powerful, confident, seen, right? This, this is often a very sort of like core, core part of the human condition, right? That you have expressed sensitivity to. For me, right, that experience of not feeling particularly seen, not being able to like get my career going, you know, graduate with double major, graduate with honors, had all this like, oh yeah, totally, I'm going to get this, you know, here's the job. And then being like, you really like threw me for a loop. But that experience makes me extra conscious and extra interested in how we express ourselves in our career, in our work, and how we show up to do that. I think that's why personal branding is, is interesting. Um, so where are the places in your own life that have been a struggle that now give you unique perspective, unique sensitivity to your clients? And you spoke about that thing about, you know, not wanting to, what are other people going to think if I, whatever. And it's that same kind of uh, like, I don't know if it's a marketing cliche, but it's that idea that if you try to appeal to everybody, you appeal to no one. And so it's giving yourself permission to go in deep and real in, in the sector, in the area, for the audience, for the consumer base, that is really yours to best support. I can support somebody who got their amazing rom-com job, right, right out of college and is now trying to figure out their consultancy, but they have a different, they have a different relationship to their professional work. And I have extra skills that I can bring to the table if it's somebody who has really been struggling in that way. And so those are your, those are your little like, you know, kind of magic, magic tricks, mm -hmm. I guess, that you can, that you, that you, only you can present in quite the way that you present them, which is the opportunity on, you know, positioning and, and personal brand. Crosby, thank you so much. Such so wonderful, welcome. such a wonderful framework to help all of us look at ourselves, have some self-awareness around who we are, what we want, how do we bring that to the world? And I am so happy to have had this conversation. Uh, it's such an important one. And it's, it's interesting that one of the action items was, what is the thing you might be avoiding, right? Uh, I think that could also be somewhat of, a, of something to focus on as well, because, you know, looking at ourselves is is hard, right? <laughs> asking yeah. ourselves what we want, and then continually asking ourselves what we want and being having sort of the... Um, the courage to continue to change that in the world, right? To, to, to have the faith that we can, that we can change as well. We don't necessarily have to stay the same. I mean, we want consistent messaging, but obviously yeah. from a, from a, a growth perspective, as, as a business continues to change and evolve, right? That there's a necessity there as well. So, right. well, and I, think I it's, just, it's good yeah, to remember please. that like, None of this is set in stone, right? It used to be you felt like, oh, I have to, I'm ordering 7,000 brochures or business cards. Like, this is me for the end of end all be all, right? We live in such a space where like the, the perfectionism that so many of us struggle with, right? The perfectionism is at direct opposition with us like getting our hands dirty and doing the work that we love. So reminding yourself, you can always change your mind. You can always swap a word for another word. If that blue starts to make you really irritated, you can drop it down and make it a little bit darker, right? If you find out that 
you know, a competitor chose the exact same color palette or, you know, whatever it is. Like, it's all, it's all fine. Um, and the beautiful thing about running your own business is you get to decide what it means, how much it matters and what you want to do about it, which is why, you know, because those are big questions, being in some kind of, you know, program, having a coach, being in a community of some kind can be really, I think, a critical piece of, of not getting stuck in our own either perfectionism or overthinking or people pleasing and, you know, all of that. Agree. And with that, I would like to share your website with everyone so that if you want to reach out to uh, Crosby for support in the consulting, she does a lot of um, early stage business positioning as well as um, uh, I know you help CEOs, leaders with with their personal brand, uh, entrepreneurs, business owners. Please reach out to her. You, oh, sorry, I meant to put that on the screen there. PR Couture. That's me. <laughs> posting myself i went to do as a banner but anyway you get the point uh and i'm gonna I, let me do this better so um, it's spelled wrong it's okay so, okay good let me redo is that so get rid of that r c o yeah there we go yay thank you is that correct? yeah so pierre couture is great we're also at pierre couture on instagram crosby at pierrecouture.com at crosby norix on whatever your preferred method of communication is if this is just interesting or intriguing um, I'm, you know, happy to recommend any resources or, um, anything that I might have that might be useful as you continue to evolve your professional personality based personal brand business journey. <laughs> exactly. Thank you so much. I mean, everyone can tell how knowledgeable you are and I just love the, your ability to look at it in so many different ways, right? And I think, I just want to say one more thing, which is I just love this idea of experimentation. You've said that a couple of times, and that is a real heart of sort of what I think you're you're, you're talking about. And, and I think that's really a, sort of a, a fundamental to, to, to doing this work, right? The personal branding work. So yeah. be fun. Crosby, thank you so much. And thank you yeah. to all of our listeners here today. I hope everyone has a wonderful week. I will be, be back here next Wednesday, 9 a.m. Pacific. Crosby, thank you again. Thank you very much.